Mango Talk Star Wars. That's right. This is the Mango Talk Star Wars feed. This is a feed where the Mango Talks crew, myself and Spencer, and anybody else that we have from the Mango Talks crew who are interested, get together and talk about any new Star Wars content we can find. And the content is yours, Spencer. The item of the day, the thing we are most excited about. We are finally it, getting it. It coming. Three days. Book of Boba Fett. We are talking about. The Book of Boba Fett. We're going to do an intro pod where we discuss the Book of Boba Fett and we talk about the trailers that we have seen so far. Spencer, how you doing? How you feeling about new Star Wars content? I'm actually excited. I mean, you remember when we were watching the last season of Mandalorian and we had no prior notice what what they were going to be advertising at the end of it. And then suddenly there's a stinger of where they advertise the Book of Boba Fett. Yep. Would it be fair to say that you and you and I were just jaws on the floor over the moon about it? I would like to give a piece of trivia to our audience. Please. Um, uh, our audience uh, knows that we did coverage of Mandalorian Season 1 and 2. It's available on this podcast feed if you didn't mm -hmm. listen to it. And you'd like to listen to it, please go back and check it out. In the finale, I got on the pod. Now, the, now let's put it into context. The finale of Mandalorian we recorded yeah. on the same day. We, yep. It came out at like 3 o'clock in the morning Eastern Time. We recorded at like one or two o'clock in the afternoon. We we recorded very quickly after this thing premiered. Oh, yeah. You had you had very famously only watched it one time through. I watched it about two or three times through. I had net. I did not see the stinger. I paused. You it left each it time. each time. Yeah. And so you kept saying, "Well, I don't know where this is going to go." And I was thinking, "Me neither." Grogu, Luke, who knows? And you're thinking, <laughs> "Book of Boba Fett." We were talking past each other. I didn't see the stinger till after we recorded that. I do have a piece of another piece of trivia for you is that the stinger that they put in there for the book of Boba Fett was a surprise even to the people who run Lucas uh, Lucasfilm and, and Disney. John really? Favreau, Dave Filoni, they did not let the powers that be know they were doing that. Well, now that we've had some more time to process it, we've had some trailers. Is your level of excitement still at that same point? Is it declined to any degree, or is it only built? Uh, I'm more. I'm more excited. Uh, here's what I think. We're so you've you, uh, the few times we have not really talked about the book of Fett very much. No, uh, no, I'm glad we're doing this to actually flesh out what we think about this before it premieres. The only bit of tidbits you've given me is that you don't know what this series is going to be. I've heard that mantra over and over from you. You don't know what this is going to be. I will go ahead. I'm not going to bury the lead here. I'll tell you what I think it's going to be. Please, I'm curious I'll, your I'll thoughts. Over to you. I think I pr and I actually pray. I really hope. I think we're going to get. A series that is less action, that is less the machinations of the the remnants of the Empire, Grand Admiral Thrawn, and the remnants of yeah. the Jedi, and more a centralized one-off story about the power dynamic in a small, remote planet of Tatooine, and what it is like to attempt to grab power where there's a power vacuum in one of these small, uh, in one of these small outer rim territories. That's what I think it's going to be. And I think it would be far more successful if it goes for that. I think a, a criticism of Star Wars over recent years, and I think it's fair, is that it's been unable to get away from the Luke Skywalker, uh, Rebels vs. the Empire yeah. kind of focus of a story. Everything's been built around that, and it's almost just like it's chained to it. And I agree that's a problem. That's a problem the Expanded Universe never really had, just because it had so much material in so many different places and so many different stories. But Disney's kind of narrowed the focus to such a degree that it almost feels like that sometimes. So if it can get away from that and just tell its own little successful Star Wars story, in ways that some people are almost doubting that they can, that'd be an achievement. One of the things I have, though, is just that which genre is this going to be hearkening to? Star Wars at its best is not necessarily trying to do its own thing. It's referencing and hearkening to other existing genres and putting them in the Star Wars universe. Like, Mandalorian was so damn successful because it was being a space western. 
Yeah. It was doing the, it was working off that kind of existing genre and doing a Star Wars spin on it. Did it very successfully. This one seems like it's almost setting it up to be a very much a kind of a crime drama, or almost like a Godfather yeah. Mafia kind of thing. And that could be great. That could be that could be a great addition to Star Wars that we haven't seen since the expanded universe became the legacy. So, if that's where they're going with this, if they're telling a more focused story on Tatooine and focusing on the gang rivalries, criminal elements, the building of an empire in a way that they then could reference in the future, you know, the rebuilding of Jabba the Hutt's legacy. I'm in. That could be really interesting and really almost kind of novel for the the new modern Star Wars universe. I think that's what we're getting. I think it's going to be like like a crime drama, Sopranos, Godfather. Sure, yeah. Sopranos probably not Scarface. Call. Probably <laughs> no. not Scarface. Not going probably to more Sopranos. No, um, <laughs> no Tony Star Montana Wars. for you. Yeah, for Star Wars, and I think if it does that, it'll be very successful because I think the the prequel or the sequel movies. Yeah. I think they were still trying to get the biggest audience possible in. And I think now what they've realized by, by moving this to the small screen, breaking up the stories in a bunch of different series, is that you don't have to have 100 million people watch the book of Boba Fett for your It'd Star Wars success. content going forward to be successful. You have to develop an audience for this particular show. And Boba Fett, Tatooine, and the legacy from the season two of Mandalorian story will give it enough of a built-in audience that you don't need to connect it to the Skywalker saga. People will be interested because they will want to know what the fuck Boba Fett is doing. They will want the continuation from season two of Mandalorian. And I think that one thing it will do, which will actually expound a little bit from the centralized story of a power vacuum in Tatooine and Boba Fett trying to consolidate power um, within that, that particular planet, that particular scope, mm-hmm. is... I do think there will be small elements that will connect to the broader post yeah, Return absolutely. of the Jedi story that they're telling, which to me seems to be the idea of you have the remnants of the Empire, which are, we know from the sequel movies, being controlled, shadowed by the, the, the spirit of Emperor Palpatine, who may or may not be in a clone potty at this point. You have like Moff Gideon who's out doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. But you really have like a consolidation of power in the Outer Rim territories by Grand Admiral Thrawn, and you have Ahsoka who is going after Grand Admiral Thrawn, and you potentially have that sort of whole build up. And I think Mandalorian season two, three, four, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, all mm-hmm. of these will connect to the ultimate story of what the fuck happens to Grand Admiral Thrawn after the Emperor what? goes into exile slash death. We need Disney's spin on what was the best of the expanded universe kind of plot lines. Grand Admiral Thrawn, could we agree, is probably one of the best expanded universe characters, period, in terms of... I think he's people. the best. And, and he's you know, they the knew it because they, they immediately brought him back with the original author. Yeah, and that's a great call on their part. And so yeah. introducing him could be just such a delightful multi-arc story they can tell from a variety of different perspectives. But I saw some concern online that, oh, this story is going to be so isolated from the overarching plot, it's not going to be relevant. It's happening on fucking Tatooine, which is the basis of all plot everywhere in the Star Wars universe. So you know sure. it's going to link in. And we saw in the prior, in the prior Mandalorian seasons how much Tatooine seems to be factoring in, in some ways, to the kind of center of the Outer Rim elements of the story they're telling. So I'm not too worried about that. When it comes to its individual story, though, it's got all the pieces to be successful. It's got a wonderful production and writing team brought into this that did so well with Mandalorian, so we know what they can achieve and so many other things before that. It's they actually two... filmed it on the same soundstage that they do um, they do Mandalorian. Nice. It's got two great characters. I mean, but the remind me, I, I actually don't remember. Do you, what, what's the name of the actor who plays Boba Fett and, and has for now for twenty years? 
nice nice New Zealand Maori guy. Uh, yeah. He he does great with the role, particularly the physicality of the role, as we saw in Mandalorian. Tamora Morrison. Thank you. I all confidence in his ability to some to, to bring good good game for it. Also, just in terms of new characters they introduced, I liked Fennec last season yeah, I like on Mandalorian. Too. Yeah, I do too. And it seems like from these trailers and the little expanded footage we've seen, the two of them are going to work off each other well. But in some ways, her's kind of being the devil on Boba Fett's shoulder, which is a fascinating kind of perspective to have on it. Yeah, that's how they had it, right? They have the—I mean, all the all the trailers are very similar. We're doing, you know, ostensibly a trailer review here, Pod, mm-hmm. and and all of the trailers are a lot very successful. It shows a lot of. Um, limited action with Boba Fett and Fennec Shan fighting off people on Tatooine and you see a lot of like people sitting around tables talking and Boba yeah. Fett saying I want to rule through respect not fear and Fennec pushing back and saying sometimes you need fear so yeah and, interesting and, dynamic and really her kind of folk functioning as his major domo or consigliere in terms of really kind of being his representative out to the various sub-crime bosses uh, that the various capos that he wants to now bring into his organization again the former employees the former representatives of uh, Jabba the Hutt that you know wants to make part of his own empire yeah and one of the voiceovers is like him basically saying something along the lines I don't know I don't have the quote correctly but it's something along the lines of like why would we fight amongst ourselves when there's so much money to be made yeah um, and, it, you know, that that's an interesting approach. I mean, I, I certainly don't think Jabba ruled that way. I mean, he did play on people's greed, but he, but more so he played on their fear. And the Huts always did. That's a question I have for you, Spencer. Do you think we'll get legacy Hut stuff here? Do you think Jabba's family will play into this at all? I hope we do, because the Huttese politics and the Huttese criminal organizations have always been a massive part of the expanded universe that I don't think they've ever spent enough time on. We just kind of meet yeah. individual crime bosses, or we know that we're there, and we know that they're powerful, but we never really go into it too much. So this feels like a perfect opportunity of where, you know, Boba Fett's trying to stake his own claim, he's building on the, on the ruins of Jabba's empire, he's retaking control over Tatooine as a base... And then once he actually starts to become relevant, he starts interacting with the broader criminal world that's out there in the universe. And if that's bringing in the Huts and Jabba's legacy in that regard, that could be fascinating. That could go into an aspect of Star Wars universe that has a lot of potential. Yeah, what we know of the Huts, there is no way that Jabba got smoked out at the, Scar- at the Sarlacc pit. His empire, or at least his, yeah. his, his base of operations collapses and the Huts do nothing. That there is no way the Huts do nothing, and so it kind of surprises me that Bib Fortuna was on the throne to begin with uh, when when Boba Fett got out of it, because this was not yet, this was not two days ago Boba Fett fell into the Sarlacc pit. A, a serious yeah. amount of time has Years. passed, and somehow Bib Fortuna, that dumbass, is still on the throne and not one of Jabba's family members. That backstory needs to be poked at a little bit. I feel like in some ways the Tatooine was always kind. It was it was Jabba's home, but I felt like it was always kind of like a backwater to his criminal empire. So it's perfectly possible that his just more successful enterprises elsewhere just kind of just left Tatooine to rot. Bib Fortuna was just left behind to run it. Tatooine has never struck me as being the most inter the, the most successful of any criminal enterprise. It's it is a backwater among backwaters. That's very that's very possible, but I, I do want to know what what went on with the Huts. Absolutely, um, I think we're only getting six episodes of this. Um. And I, hmm. and then it's going to go into Mandalorian season three. So I, I kind of want to get from you expectations about the series. Are you feeling, are, are, are you, are you really excited about this? I, basically, here's how I want to compare it. Um, where are you with this in comparison to say the Obi-Wan series or Mandalorian season three versus where you were with Rise of Skywalker, which I think was pretty low. 
Rise of Skywalker was pretty low just because I had low expectations from the prior two films. When it comes to, say, the other two series, in many ways I'm more excited about this one because I think this one has less baggage and has more potential to do its own thing and do its own thing well. That Obi-Wan is always going to be stuck in the legacy of, it, of the existing lore of the characters and everybody expects out of it. I don't think it's... I'm probably the least excited about that one because I'm most apprehensive wow. about what they can really wow. achieve with that. I know, I know. You and I are night and day on that Stunned. subject. Mandalorian Season 3, I'm kind of mixed about just because I thought Season 2 was such a perfect ending that I just have no idea what they're going to do going forward with respect to it. Fight for Mandalorian. This one, this one, I think it it could either sail very high or be very mediocre. And it's going to be one of those two. Yeah. And I'm hopeful it actually can pull off something very necessarily unique and different to the Star Wars universe in a way that I'm going to appreciate. I don't think it'll be bad. I don't think there's any chance it'll be bad. Um, I'm really excited about this concept that they're doing a bunch of shows around a centralized building mm -hmm. toward the big battle with Grand Admiral Thrawn. And, and where... Because they, they have to... I think they have to tell the story of how do we get to Rise of Skywalker and Grand Admiral Thrawn is not in the picture, right? How is he, how is Grand Admiral Thrawn completely gone away? Did he go back to the Outer Rim Territories and just decide, I, I just want to live, you know, with my with my crew? Or was, was he, he betrayed? I like the universe. My theory here is that what we'll get uh, as we build toward the Grand Admiral Thrawn uh, storyline is that um, the Emperor was on a different page with Grand Admiral Thrawn. That they were, they were mm -hmm. actually battling at the same time that the remnants of the empire were battling the, the the new the new alliance, right? So I, I think that's where we're going to go. You also got to you have to acknowledge there are a lot of rumors that they're going to start rewriting what the movies did. I Those don't rumors think... are definitely out there. There's implications also just from the sheer popularity of Baby Yoda that people are not happy with the implication that Baby Yoda was just murdered off camera. So um, they're not going to. So I, I I can almost guarantee they're not going to rewrite what happened in the last three movies. And I, I think the reason we can say that is because of how they're filling in the story in the books and the comics, which are all canon. And they're doing sure. the books and the and the and the comics are doing a lot of fill in the gaps to get us to the Emperor has control of everything. Um, that's left of the empire through a clone mm -hmm. body, and how did how the fuck did we ever get there? You know, it, it's it's tough storytelling. It's the ending, and then fill in how you get there, as opposed right. to get there it, and then reveal the ending. Retroactive justification, and I don't like I don't like that. I'm with you. I do like they brought the emperor back because I love the emperor. He's my second what? favorite Star Wars character of all time. But I I think it would be fascinating to have a world where. The Emperor is on Exegol and he is controlling what you know, building his fleet, the final the final order. And Thrawn has just given two middle fingers to the rest of them and said, Fuck all you. And then you have basically a three way battle. That would be fascinating to me. It's one of the things where you and I were huge fans of the expanded universe. And we have to acknowledge that the appearance of a clone emperor is in keeping yes. here to the clone emperor and it is the emperor and his dark side soul was entered the body is in keeping with the expanded universe it was never my favorite part of the expanded universe i thought the other things were done well but it is something that can work and that they've wielded before it just kind of you and i can both agree the third film was a misfire among misfires that we can talk about or justify the first film and the second film of the new trilogy in many ways, and you and I have argued back and forth on the subject forever. But I think we both can agree the third film was pretty unsuccessful. So a lot of what they're having to do with the lore building is, this is what we got. How can we better set this up and build this up to make this a more satisfying conclusion? Or just give us a better working ground for our own expanded lore we want to now do. And I agree. Some of the books that are coming out and what they seem to be doing with the television shows 
feels successful in that regard, even if a lot of what they're working under is kind of a bit of a millstone. Yeah, I think what they're going to do with the final film is that they're going to take the pieces that were successful, which is the Emperor's Return, the Final Order, Exegol. They're going to forget the stuff that wasn't, the Rey, uh, Kylo Ren storyline. We're not going to get a lot more Rey, Kylo Ren, I don't think. But what we are going to get is the fill-in of how did we get to the socio-political uh, or the geopolitical um, atmosphere where you have the, the, the remnants of the Empire being controlled by the Emperor. You have no Grand Admiral Thrawn. You have no Moff Gideon. That whole how we got there can be very, mm-hmm. very interesting. And you don't have to scrap the last film to do it. I will I will agree with you. Rise of Skywalker was not strong. It was I still liked it. There's still a lot of parts that I like. But I'm always going to like anything where you include the Emperor. The Emperor fucking rules. He's a great <laughs> character. Top two character of all time in Star Wars. But all of that to say, I do think that we're starting to lay the groundwork with some of these series. And... And I would like to give just a shout out to what Star Wars is doing. It is great that they are going to series, mm-hmm. multiple series, and they're scrapping the, we're going to spend $300 million to make one two and a half hour movie, and that either lives or dies, and we're on a razor's edge with it. The Book of mm-hmm. Boba Fett can be unsuccessful. I don't think it will, but it can be. And you don't. The Star Wars doesn't collapse upon itself, because we still yeah. have Andor, we still have Obi-Wan, we still have Mandalorian. So... It's smaller stakes, and it's more more world building, and I'm I'm all here for it. I love it, and I think it also it gets out of a lot of Disney or major corporate mentality that is a problem when it comes to these kind of stories. Is that when it is a smaller budget, when it is a, a more limited show, I think it makes them more confident to say, "Okay, Favreau Filoni, we're gonna let you do your own thing. We're not gonna we're not gonna second guess you at every turn. We're not gonna run every single plot point by committee to make it the most appealing possible." We're going to let you tell your own Star Wars story because it's not as much of a risk to us when it comes to this. And I think that whatever whatever the reason for that mindset, I think it leads leads itself to better stories. And we're not going to take season three of Mandalorian, fire John Favreau, and give it to somebody brand new like that. That's what yeah. they were doing in the in the sequel movies, and that's what was unsuccessful. However, the building to the Emperor in a clone body, the Final Order, that makes sense. From the Legends universe, it's making mm-hmm. sense within the canon they're building, and I appreciated that part of Rise of Skywalker. All of this to say, super excited about the book of Boba Fett. Spencer, the, the 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 heart wants what the heart hasn't gotten recently. That's my that's my new quote. <laughs> Holy fucking hell! It's been a long time since we've got legitimate news. I mean, we've had the the Star Wars Legends thing, the anime thing. I, that's not yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. This is their our first real Star Wars content since Christmas Day of 2020 when we got the finale when we got luke skywalker being a boss rolling in and getting baby yoda it's been a long time coming it's been a long time coming but i can tell you 2022 is going to be a hell of a star wars year and so it is looking and we appreciate you subscribing to this podcast we appreciate you sticking with us in the start here with book of boba fett our plan is to be with you through most of it we may not do every single series episode by episode we will start with book of boba fett we'll probably do mandalorian episode by episode but say and or we may not do episode by episode but on this podcast feed we will give updates reviews our thoughts as we follow the new star wars contents that comes out i am very very excited about it, spencer and i lifelong star wars fans and i Damn think straight. that the new content will not result in us killing each other like the sequel movies did <laughs> but if it does i'm sure it will be entertaining to watch absolutely so book of boba fett 
debuts December 29th. We will be here with you just a day or two or three maybe at max after that to give you our thoughts on the first episode. We are excited about it. Spencer, any final thoughts? No, man. It, it is... There was such a long period of where it was in some ways difficult or an effort to be a Star Wars fan. But with so much new content, seemingly by quality people and telling stories that almost by their nature are going to be interesting, it makes me feel that kind of nostalgic glee that only Star Wars can. Absolutely. We are excited about it. And if you're listening to this, you're a big Star Wars fan. You can't... You, how, how have you gotten this far in the podcast where we're reviewing <laughs> a two-minute trailer and you're not a big Star Wars fan? Let me give you my recommendation, one Star Wars fan to another. If you've got time and you love Star Wars, read the new Timothy Zahn Thrawn books. They're fucking mm. great. There's three of them now. They're really, really good. And I do think that that is going to be probably the most important series, book series, that we've gotten right now to tie in to these these new television series that we're getting, the Thrawn story. So go read the Thrawn books by Timothy Zahn. They're really good. And we will be with you after the first episode of Book of Boba Fett. Thank you all.